Mr. Chairman, we are live. Thank you, Scott. Uh, I'm Rick Leaf, Chair of the Master Plan Implementation Committee. This open meeting of the Master Plan Implementation Committee is being conducted remotely pursuant to Chapter 22 of the Acts of 2022, an act relative to extended COVID-19 measures adopted during the state of emergency signed into law on July 16th, 2022. All members of the Master Plan Implementation Committee are allowed and encouraged to participate remotely. This act allows the Master Plan Implementation Committee to meet entirely remotely so long as reasonable public access is afforded that the public can follow along with the deliberations of the meeting. The public is encouraged to follow along using the posted agenda unless the chair notes otherwise. Members of the public who wish to view the live stream of this meeting may do so by going to Northboro Remote Meetings on YouTube via the link listed on the agenda. Ensuring public access does not ensure public participation unless such participation is required by law. This meeting will not feature public comment. Members, when I call your name, please respond in the affirmative. Fran, let me get the right page in front of me here. Let me do this in the proper order. Okay, Julianne Hirsch. Here. Amy Paretsky. Here. Millie Milton. Here. Ashley Davies. Here. Tracy Camerano. Here. Adrian Cost. Don't see her. Bill Peterson. Don't see Bill. Fran Baxter. Here. Jean Kennedy. Let's see, Jean. Jean Cahill. Rick Leaf here. John Campbell. Here. Hey, John. Dario DeMar. And from the staff, Lori Connors. Here. Scott Charpentier. Present. And uh, John Cordero will not be with us tonight, right, John? Lori? That's correct. Okay. Um, others may join as we're um, progressing through the meeting tonight. Uh, first item on the agenda is a discussion with Kirk and company regarding requests for proposals for the White Cliffs Mansion. I understand someone re representing Kirk and company is waiting to come in. So you wanna bring him in, Scott? I just admitted him, so I believe he is uh, present. So a little bit of an introduction. Um, Kirk and company was hired by the town a couple of months ago to assist with the disposition of the White Cliffs Mansion. Um, so one of the things um, that has become clear over the last couple of months, I mean, couple of years, I should say, is that um, the state of the White Cliffs Mansion is, um, is <laughs> not in the, in the best shape. And uh, to return it to active use is going to be very, very expensive. Um, so the town is interested in locating a private or nonprofit partner 
to assist with uh, operating the facility as well as um, assisting with the reconstruction redevelopment costs. Um, so it's unclear at this point whether the town will continue to own the property or whether the town will convey the property, sell the property to somebody else. Um, so Kirk and company was hired to kind of help us through this process and to develop a request for proposals uh, for those who may be interested in doing something with the White Cliffs Mansion. Um, so Brett, uh, is here with us this evening to talk about his efforts and give an update as to um, what he's been working on pertaining to White Cliffs. So take it away, Brett. Thank you very much, Lori, for having me. And committee members, thank you very much for um, letting me speak to you. So I basically, I didn't want to go take too much of your time. I, I want to be here as a as a sort of a listening uh, uh, exercise and a, a resource for you to ask questions and also provide me some feedback. Um, but I'll give you a, a sort of a brief rundown of our process thus far. We're pretty much, um, I'd say three quarters of the way through our due diligence exercise, which has involved uh, developing uh, some criteria to put the RFP together um, sort of evaluation criteria and understanding what the community um, wants to see out of the sort of priorities, what they want to see out of this process and, and what, what success looks like at the end of the day so we can measure it during the RFP response process. And additionally, the bulk of the work has been um, in this exercise of what I sort of call priming the well a bit. Before we go out to RFP and before we put this asset on the market, um, we want to make sure we have made everyone who possibly can be aware of this aware of this, because as you know, it's, it is a unique asset. It is not a typical, um, you know, it's not a disused school or an old church that um, you see a lot of these trade very frequently for um, adaptive reuse. Whitecliffs is is a unique property for sure and a unique real estate challenge. And my opinion has been all along that uh, you would not likely get a, a tremendous amount of success if you just put the RFP on the website and put it on the state's register and let the world kind of come to you. Uh, we're gonna have to book some people a little bit and you know, whack them on the head with a, with a rolled up newspaper to get their attention a little bit. So that's what we've been trying to do over the last oh boy, six or so weeks. Um, and we've had a, a significant response. Um, my database has got about 50 or so um, folks who I've, I've either spoken to on the phone, spoken to in person, or exchanged emails with that are uh, real estate developers, you know, end users of historic properties, whether that be in the hospitality or event space or um, otherwise. Um, adjacent professionals who might be um, historic preservation specialists or um, historic preservation architects or um, brokers, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, just some, some interested parties, people who were local folks who either reached out to Lori or reached out to the town administrator or reached out to me directly and said, you know, I'm really interested in learning more about this. And, um, you know, I'd like to 
put, put a team together and see if we can make something work um, for the RFP. So um, I'm generally quite encouraged with the response that I've gotten thus far. Um, all of them have said, this is a really exciting project. It's a really challenging project. Um, and so I think it's a, at least a step in the right direction to get folks thinking about it and get their sort of juices flowing um, on how they might approach these sorts of things. So part of this exercise has been to go to all the um, boards and commissions that sort of are White Cliffs adjacent. Um, I've met with the, the, the select board. Um, I met with them on Monday. I'll be meeting with the um, planning board, the historic preservation um, committee. I've forgotten their name exactly. And just to try to understand from each unique perspective um, what your thoughts and opinions are and if you have any questions. Um, I want this to be as inclusive of a process as possible. And I don't want anyone to feel like they've been left out or surprised when a, an RFP goes out and um, they, weren't, uh, they weren't given the courtesy of, uh, of being part of that process. So that's my, um, my speech and I'm happy to entertain any questions or, or anything like that. Uh, Mr. Mr. Chairman, before we move forward to questions, I'm sorry, John. We have somebody in the waiting room, a phone number ending in 420. It looks like a cell phone number with a 617 area code. Not sure if anybody recognizes that number. I'll let them in. If they're not a member, they'll be uh, uh, exiting rapidly. <laughs> Can we have that person identify themselves when they join? Yes. This is Dario. Yes. Oh, Dario. Hi, Dario. Hello. Sorry about that. I'm I cell phone died and I'm in traffic. I'm stuck, okay. but at least I'm on by phone. Okay. Welcome to the meeting. Yeah, so just for your info, Dario, we just had a short presentation by the uh, consultant representing the group that's looking at the uh, White Cliffs. Give us a quick update on what's going on. He's just looking for input from our committee as to uh, think you can bring back to his study kind of thing. So he's, we've just opened the floor up to getting uh, input from committee members back to him about our opinions about the White Cliffs. And I think John, John Campbell, you had your hand up. Do you want to start? Yes. Uh, thank you, Rick. Um, Brad, I'm John Campbell. I'm on the Community Preservation Committee in Northborough. And the CPA funded the purchase of White Cliffs originally. So I've got some uh, vested interest. I'm fascinated by the number of responses that you said you had. And I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about um, how you reached out, uh, whether it was just your normal contacts, that's fine. But, and uh, of all of those, um, could you venture a percentage of which of these, you know, do you really think will end up being viable partners to take it to the next level or is it too soon to say? Yeah, I'll answer your questions in reverse order. I have no idea. Um, really, the, the, my experience is that um, what success looks like on these deals is really hard to predict. And the partner you're going to be um, going through this with is really difficult to understand what exactly their motivations are. And so um, I'm, I'm, I, I poke and I prod and I, and I get as much information from them and I give as much information to them as I can. But at the end of the day, I'm not, uh, um, 
this is, I've described this process before to others as a little bit like um, alchemy in that you, you, you talk to people, but you don't really un understand what their motivations are and what drives them um, to either sit something out like uh, an RFP process or to engage. And um, it's, you get way more out of it uh, than sometimes you even think um, after the inputs warrant. And I've been through this process where I think I hang up the phone. I say, this guy's not never going to call me back or never going to be interested. And then they're in the final round. Um, and like, and vice versa, we've been through processes where we see an incredibly strong interest and seriousness of intent. And then they fizzle out at the end and say, we, our priorities are elsewhere. So it's difficult to say um, who or, you know, of them will be I think it's really a, this is going to be driven by entrepreneurial effort and a real creative problem solver. Um, and that's why we're trying to cast this broad net. Um, and the, the way I've done that is without giving too much of the secret um, away is it's a, it's a multifaceted approach. Uh, I go through public um, records of folks who are interested in potentially tax credit recipients for historic tax credits um, who's done deals in the past of this flavor and I've been doing this for almost 20 years and I've got a pretty good idea of who does this kind of work. Um, former clients, current clients um, and I have a pretty broad network of um, just adjacent professionals that I've done things for in the past or I've worked with on projects that are you know for instance um, I have a, a good friend who is a um, architectural historian isn't really in the real estate business, but does a lot of work with very peculiar um, historic properties in New England. And so, you know, a 45 minute conversation with her and I had four names of potential end users that have done creative or similar things in, in other parts of New England. And then I call them and they give me two or three other people. And then I talk to somebody at Historic New England that I know and they say, you know who you might wanna to talk to is this. And it sort of, it goes from there. It's a it, I'm also a member of a handful of professional networks. Um, the Councils of Real Estate is a great one and it's an international organization that um, we have a really robust um, um, you know, membership that you throw out an email to all 1100 international members and you get hundred emails back that say, I might know somebody who's interested or I am interested or put me on the list. So um, it's, a, it's a number of um, strategies. Millie, um, yeah. So, hi, Brett. Thank you for the, uh, the summary. Um, if I understand correctly, the people that you're talking to are helping you write the RFP, or are they potential partners and investors or both? Um, so I wouldn't say they're helping me write the RFP. They, they may bring things up that are um, interesting and, and that will um, contribute to the overall strategy of the RFP. Um, okay. That might be safe to say. It's, it's always helpful to understand what people are looking out for and what people are specifically looking um, to, to see in an RFP. And we generally knew what that was going into it. It's clarity, it's seriousness of intent, it's um, a criteria that makes sense. And uh, a respondent will look at this, read it once and say, I understand what success looks like and I know how they're gonna measure it and I can tailor my response to that. Okay. Um, but generally they are, yeah, they're interested parties or they're folks who have connections to interested parties and can get the word out. 
And ideally, you're looking for one or two partnerships, or well, the 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 old saying is you only need one person to to do to sell or to buy or to whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to have a, a handful, but really, um, the expectation is as long as you've got one partner that is serious and has the capacity to do something, I I think that is uh, that's a win. Um, I think especially with the the experience that you've had in the community with the asset, it sat on the market for quite a while without really having a tremendous amount of um, creative interest and, and serious interest. If I remember correctly, there weren't that many suitors when when it was privately for sale, um, and that's not uncommon. You know, this is a strange con. You know, this, this is a pros- This is a strange prospect. It's not every day that you get this great big old mansion up on the hill that's for sale and you figure out what to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why we're trying to bang around um, into circles that um, may be a little um, non-traditional for real estate, but traditional for this kind of property. Mm-hmm. Is the yeah. building at a point now, this is a Rick Leaf chairman, um, is a building at a point now where it's saleable. I know the town has put quite a bit of effort and money into it to sort of stabilize it, keep things from leaking or breaking or whatever. Is more going to have to be done on the town's part prior to it becoming viable for sale? Or is it a point now where once the RFP goes out, whoever takes it next would be responsible for whatever else has to happen to it to meet whatever historic requirements are necessary and the actual use they want to do for it? Or is there still some stabilization work? the town still needs to do before it can be sold? I'm not aware of any imminent stabilization work. There's an ongoing um, moisture uh, mitigation program that's been going on with airflow and, um, and um, dehumidification that's tremendously helpful. Um, I know they did a roof and they did stabilization of and, and um, um, uh, crating of, um, of the chimney, which was helpful. Um, I don't know of anything that's that's needed imminently. And the idea is that once this RFP goes out, I mean, it is as is, you know, and, and I don't, what I've been telling everybody that I've met and the committee and everyone else that you, you this process is uncertain what you're going to receive in way of um, responses. And you should not be offended if some or all of those responses say, we will give you a dollar for it. Um, but we have a really great program. We we're going to spend a lot of money on it, but that means we can't afford to spend a ton of money to acquire it. So there's a realistic expectation that um, if you want somebody to spend 10 or $15 million on a, on a significant commercial enterprise, um, or even if it's not a significant commercial enterprise, they're going to spend some amount of money to bring this thing up to speed. Um, that those are, it's sort of a contingent liability, right? So, we, I mean, I don't know if any of you um, are boaters, but boats are in that vein, right? It doesn't really matter what you pay for it. The, the expense in, in the future is going to far outweigh the whatever it costs you to, to buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of the case with these buildings is you, and you can't be offended that, um, that, you know, this person says, oh, I'll give you, I'll give you a nominal amount of money for it. Um, because if, if their program is, oh, we're going to spend five or six or $8 million over the next couple of years to rehabilitate it and 
Um, we're going to end up putting it back on the tax roll and et cetera, et cetera. And it's going to be reused as a productive economic use. Um, that's sort of the reality sometimes of these things. Mm. Yeah. I have a, I have a couple of questions. Um, so I know, you know, when this came up at town meeting, there was, you know, really overwhelming community support. Maybe, you, I mean, maybe it wasn't overwhelming, but I know there are a lot of people in the community that wanted it saved and would like to keep, see it restored. And I just feel like, hold on. Um, I just feel like this is a really great opportunity and would be a really, a real opportunity missed if we weren't to find, and I know it really depends on who comes out, but I don't know how the RFP process works for a property like this, that if we didn't put something in about, you know, requiring full restoration or at least a decent amount of restoration, I don't want to see it remain the way it is or the way it was even. This is such a unique property. And I've talked to a number of historians, people at Historic New England, and they're like, you know, this is such a unique property. It's Queen Anne on steroids. You know, really, this would be such a cool project. And if we didn't try to really push to get this restored almost fully, and if we didn't try to push to get a partnership so that there was some community use that comes out of it, I think we would be really remiss. And the fact that the town's already invested money, that would be great if somebody came in and said, well, we'll take it for free, but we'll spend X million dollars, and then there's a community use and a, and sure. a partnership with the town that can come out of it. Mm -hmm. I just feel like yeah. if and, we're just looking for somebody to make it into a viable commercial use and put it back on the tax rolls, I don't think that's what the community voted for. And I think it would be really a bummer. So the um, the criteria that the, the White Cliffs Committee has, right. has put together is um, the first priority in evaluating proposals is the is a is the responsiveness to the restoration and preservation of the property and the grounds. That's the top criteria. Uh, I think the third or fourth criteria is uh, I think it's third connection to community use, um, and that we've talked about quite a lot. And that may doesn't necessarily mean that the building is open to the public year round, but that there is connection to the community that there is connection to surround the surrounding uses in the community. And actually I think the fifth criteria is that it is consistent and responsive to the comprehensive uh, plan, community plan and the, um, the master plan that's, or the, um, I'm sorry, the downtown revitalization mm -hmm. plan as well. And so there are all of these mechanisms that say, we're gonna, we're gonna grade you, your proposal on how you plan to address um, you know, the historic rehabilitation and preservation aspect of the, pro of your, of the development, but also the, um, the access for the community. And that could be, if it's a, if it's a hospitality use, that there is some relationship that the community can exercise in the property, et cetera. Okay. That's great. So, so it doesn't, you know, kind of exclude that sort of thing, and it actually right. allows it to rise to the top if it is a possibility coming. Yeah, up. and the what, the one thing we don't want to do is set a bunch of criteria that say we have to have access three, you know, three times a year. We have to, you will restore the building to this this level. You will do this. You will do that because mm -hmm. somebody's going to come in and probably say, 
you know what, that's too much fuss for me. I, I can't, I can't make this work and accommodate all of these really strict criteria. And so what we really want to do is elicit a creative response from the community to say, here, we, we, we understand, you, you know, you've written, we're going to write three or four sentences on each of these bullet points to say, here's what we're, we're going to be grading you on. We will find it advantageous if you address these in a certain way, um, and less so if you ignore it and say, well, who cares about preservation? Uh, we're going to tear it down and, you know, build something else. That's not going to be very well received. And we are still going to bring it through the process, but you got to be, you have to appreciate that that is the top priority that the, the town is really exercised. Otherwise, why on earth would you have spent any money at all buying the thing? Um, you know, if, if it was going to be torn down, it just let it be torn down. Um, but, you know, you spent money um, uh, to acquire it, to preserve it, to make it available for a better use in the future. Um, that's worth something. I think Ashley raises a good point that the major thing that our committee is working on right now is this downtown revitalization, which is all about a vibrant place where people in the community will come and do things and enjoy it and, you know, really take advantage of what's going to be developed over time here and to the extent that although the White Cliffs doesn't exactly exist right in the footprint of the study area, it's close enough that yeah. if it could add to that whole feeling of community involvement, community support, and we certainly would be a, a wonderful thing to have right on the doorstep of the downtown. So yeah. I, I think it's a good idea that I agree. that's coming out as a, in the flavor of the RFP. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, s simple things of, of giving guidance on, you know, there was conversation about there's usable land, and most of the usable land actually is, is along the street. And um, the condition exists where someone might put something in front of the, you know, the building, and that's really not what we're interested in, right? We don't want to turn that, you know, make that drive into Main Street and the, pass the tree line and then see a retail building and the tip of a chimney behind it. No, we want to see that view of, boom, mm -hmm. you know, you've got this great big imposing structure that's been there for forever and um, is, is in its way, maybe not physically adjacent, but connected to the, the downtown. Any other comments or good no. Do you have a date of um, submission that you'd like to get this proposal in by? So we have a general, um, we're working with a general's calendar. Um, it really depends on a number of factors, but our goal is to have the, um, the RFP sort of go out um, I think we had said somewhere around the second week of October after we've gotten through comments and it goes on the register and all we meet all the procurement requirements of advertising and things like that. And then the window will be, the response window will be open for about two months, 60 days. And then we will take in responses and, um, and evaluate them with a goal okay. of having sort of actionable, um, recommendations um, after the after the first of the year so that in in the event that there needs to be town meeting approval we'll be uh, well prepared for that and who's doing the evaluation is it one of our boards or committees or is it a collaboration between you and and town um, it's the white white cliffs committee as i understand it. okay taking charge on that 
that's part of why I'm here as well, is to help guide that process. Sure. I have a question. Um, have we done, or you or whomever, all the testing for, you know, hazardous waste, lead paint, asbestos, PCBs, and all that? Um, there has been limited environmental review done. I don't know um, the extent of that work. Okay. Any other comments or questions for Brett? Hearing none, Brett, thanks very much for coming by tonight. I think you got a general flavor, obviously, for mm -hmm. our view of the master plan committee is where really interested right now in the whole downtown revitalization yeah, to the extent absolutely. that this fits into that, whatever happens to it would be a really cool thing. And um, Lori's got my contact information. If you want to circulate it around to the committee, you can call or email me anytime you like. Okay. Thanks, Thanks so much. much. Yeah. Take care. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Brett. Sure. Okay. Um, next time on the agenda is... Uh, Talk about the um, downtown revitalization study. Our plan was to have representatives from Weston and Sampson here tonight. Unfortunately, the key player, the project manager, took ill, isn't able uh, to make it, and other people from the uh, company weren't able to make it either. So one thing we need to talk about before we end this part of the agenda is whether we uh, defer meeting with them again until our next meeting in October or whether we'd like to schedule a meeting between now in October. But before we make that decision, um, I think Lori can give us a little information as to what's happened so far. I think we do want to, we, we want to try and schedule the uh, walk around the, the town with the, the consultant and as many committee members that want to participate, get that thing going sooner than later, and then maybe some other things. So Lori, why don't you sort of bring us up to date on where things stand today, and then we'll make some decisions as to what we need to do next. Okay, sure. Um... So uh, the first major thing that Weston and Samson is going to be doing for us is they plan to be at uh, the event Apple Fest on Saturday. So they will be at the farmer's market for the entire period of time that they are uh, in operation. And uh, there are two major components um, that they, they wanted to get community input on. Um, so one of those is a survey. Um, so I sent out the survey to you folks today. And I also um, had made some suggested changes to the survey that I kind of want to go over with you folks uh, to see what you think. So perhaps I can share my screen at this point and we can kind of go through the survey question by question and uh, discuss that. So just bear with me a moment. Can you folks see that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they have prepared an aerial photo to replace this. And I'm gonna be showing you that next. It's, uh, it's a plan that they plan to have on a poster board. And I'll talk about that in a moment. Let's see here. 
So the first question, are you a resident business owner or visitor of Northborough? Uh, personally, I didn't have any uh, concerns about that question. Did anybody else? Mm-mm. No. Uh, question two, I really the, the first three questions are just demographic questions. So those seem to be um, pretty basic. Anybody have any, any comments on the first three questions? Lori, it's Julianne. Um, so when people do this survey, will they be able to, l- let's say they're a resident and a business owner, can they, with, will they have the ability to check both of us? I imagine so, sure. I mean, if if you fit into both categories, then absolutely that would make sense that you fit, that you you identify yourself in both ways. Okay. Yeah. So this survey will actually be distributed at AppleFest and then they'll provide written copies as well. in the town hall and at the library. And I'm going to ask if they can actually put this online as well. Uh, The Complete Street Survey got a huge response, 808 responses. So it seems like the online version uh, tends to to do really well, so. Hmm. um, uh, Yeah, maybe I misunderstood. I thought this, this was definitely going online. So they haven't agreed to do that yet? We, uh, it was not clear to me that that is what they were going to do. So that was going to be a, a request that I made. Perhaps they had intended to put it online, but they did not specifically state that. So is there anybody on the committee who feels this should not be online? <laughs> Hearing none. So I think you're just sort of telling the committee wants this to be online as well as in print. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And Laurie, just before you go any further on the question, um, since we are asking people if they're a business owner, do we want to know whether they own the property, that they're business owners who own property in Northborough, especially if we're looking to revitalize their storefronts, do they want to have a say, or they want to be able to show that I'm a business owner, because there's a difference between a business owner who rents and a business owner who owns, as far as their um interest maybe Mm -hmm. in updating or um you know working with us for improving the facades of their buildings that's a good point i'll definitely ask them to add that Uh, so i'm keeping notes um in addition to being able to to write directly on the screen can can Uh, you actually scroll back to the that question about the business owner because you have a follow if you're a resident and so two and three, if you're not. Okay, so you can be a business owner, property owner, but not a resident, then you'd still want them to skip to question four? Yeah, okay. Okay, so let's move to question four. Um, so I wanted, uh, actually, I, I heard from uh, Amy. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I agreed with her that we should add eateries uh, as an item on this list. So I I add eateries, more restaurants, cafes, and bakeries um, under storefronts and buildings. Of course, there are uh, quite a few empty storefronts. So I thought that that would be something that we would want to add 
to that item. Uh, housing certainly we expands the, the number of housing options, but I thought we might want to also ask about the diversification of the housing options. And I wanted to add public art uh, to culture and entertainment. So uh, what else? Does anybody else uh, have any thoughts on um, changes? Are, are you on board with the changes that I made or not? Oh, you've got yeah, walkability down below. There's some more below, right? Walkability is also yeah. part of this section, right? Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. there more? Can you keep scrolling yeah. a little bit further? When I added eateries, mm -hmm. I screwed up the formatting. So <laughs> I figured they can worry about the formatting and I'm just going to worry about putting the words in. <laughs> and I, I don't know if walkability and bikeability, maybe those could be together or separate. I don't know. Okay, if you want to add, let me add that. I would combine separate. it. Okay. And I can just have the same words as above. Sure. Is there a way of putting something in about preserving some of the historic assets? Mm. Let's see. What are your top priorities? Yeah, we do also uh, and revitalize older buildings. Uh, do you want me to put revitalize and preserve? I think revitalize, you would do that. I'm just looking, I mean, I think it's really going to be difficult because we're so lacking in our downtown right now. When you say, number one most important five least important i think you're going to find with maybe one line here or there everybody's going to put ones on every one of these i'm not sure yeah. you know i almost feel like you you have to like though i know amy hates having to pick five of them or something i because i read it and i'm thinking you know when we get to the next section but I, uh, you know, agree, disagree, or strongly disagree. I strongly disagree with all of it because you know, I mean, strongly agree with all of it. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't get off the most extreme on any of them. Yeah. And have they seen what what we're starting with? Yeah, I think that's that's the reaction. <laughs> yeah, if uh, they saw what we were starting with, I think that they would phrase the question a little bit differently because. We all want more of these things. We want more of all of these things because we have none of these things. Mm -hmm. But it's also asking you to prioritize, you know, you, you can't have everything be most important. So that's what you're asking for is mm -hmm. most important or least important compared well, to the other things. Each, that's for each one. So maybe, maybe if we have yeah. them rank. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think that that will pull out more. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I don't know about that. You you end up now you're asking somebody to decide is my number ten really unimportant? You know? Yeah, I, I don't know about ranking. Also, it's that all of those topics that'd be really hard to do. Yeah, I'm not so sure it's it, it it doesn't work. I mean, you're going to get somebody who is more interested in uh, beautiful greenery. And walkability, and maybe that particular person 
doesn't want more economic development. Maybe they think we have plenty, you know, so they're going to uh, rank it. Uh, you're going to um, place their priority accordingly. And I think that's the point of that section of the survey is they glean out of it. You know, maybe they're going to find that eight out of 10 of them are most important, but so what? I mean, yeah, I tend to agree with John. I think, I think people are going to not fill out ones all the way down the list. I think there'll be some variations that people have different, it's going to be interested in different things. It's true. Yeah. I'd find it really difficult to rank these because as Fran said, they're all needed and they're all important and they all need to happen at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that wouldn't, that would be harder. It's just easier. People will, will go through it. You'll find out a percentage that, you know, 90% of people pick number one on parking, you know, whatever it might be. And at least you get a feeling for which things are most urgent, even if they're all urgent. Yeah, I think you're going to find a lot of ones. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, fair enough. With, so with parking, write it in. Under parking, I, I put something about increasing it as well as making it more convenient. Yeah. Instead of like expand and make it more convenient or in, increase the amount of parking you make or something like that. But why don't we more... put that one on hold? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make it red just so I remember. And the reason why is because there's another question having to do with making more parking further on. Like I added it elsewhere. Yeah. So we don't want to keep asking the same questions over and over and over again. So why don't we look to see how, um, how I added that further on, and then you can see whether that's adequate or whether you want to uh, add it here. Okay. So, so I didn't have, oh, sorry. So Julie, I'm here. Can I, can I put in a pitch for, um, if, if one of the things that people would like to see is that projects conform with sustainability and green, you know, green. That is also further down the list. Okay, good, thank you. Okay, so um, I thought question number five was good. I like that one. I didn't have any changes, anybody? I think changes? that'll probably tell us the most of anything in the survey. That's <laughs> I like love that question. As soon as I yeah. saw it, I'm like, yes. I'll be I'll be surprised how many people do in five words. I bet you get a lot more verbiage than five words, but it's a good, <laughs> it's a good way to phrase it at least. Um, so the next one, number six. Hmm. I actually didn't have any changes on this one. It's it's very lengthy, I know. Um does anybody else have any changes, thoughts about it? <clears throat> Sherry had also mentioned, if you think that it's too much, it's too big of a question, they could delete it. Now, in, in the beginning of this, you did frame out the downtown area, right? That is specified. You're I... gonna see that next. Okay. Yeah, leave it in there, I mean. Leave it can't in. Hurt. Can't hurt. Okay. I like the question personally. I thought yeah. it would give us a lot of information. Yeah. Okay. So under number seven, this is where I wanted to uh, talk about insufficient parking. Okay. 
Um, is that okay? Does anybody want to add anything else? I would put in that it's unattractive too. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it might be a reason. Um, and, and if you, would it be more sensible to put, there is very little in downtown that interests me. I mean, there might be something, but not enough. Right. Yeah. It's probably a better That's way to say. That's good. Well, I take the very out. I'd say there is little in downtown that interests me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure about it. it is confusing. Well, I think that kind of, you know, being a newcomer to Northborough Center, I have made the mistake about being in the wrong lane a couple of times. <laughs> and then I've ended up, okay. you know, I, I have two routes that I travel. I either go Route 20 or I go 290. And sometimes I change my mind when I've already committed to a lane. And then I'm like, oh no, how am I gonna get into the other lane? And a couple of times I've had to come through the uh, gas station. Yep. I remember the first time I drove through the downtown, I definitely got confused and messed up. So I, I do think that the travel pattern is somewhat confusing. Mm -hmm. So then maybe those three first three questions were supposed to just be about traffic. But now that we've added a couple others, it's not clear. You know, maybe we should just say, you know, it is unsafe to drive or walk downtown. It is confusing to navigate. It is too congested, you know, dry. I don't know. Just make it a little clearer. I don't know. Maybe other people feel it's clear enough. Laura, do you want to specify to uh, select all that apply rather than mm -hmm. if people think they can only do one where maybe they think all <laughs> A, B, C, and D, and they write something in for E also, you know? Yep. Actually, has a good point that it's two different populations. You're asking the people who draw. If you don't like to go downtown, why? Well, if I'm driving, it's because the road is, the driving is confusing. It's not confusing when I go walking down there. There's just little downtown that interests me. Mm -hmm. So that's well, why I don't walk could, down there. It could be confusing, though, because if you're driving and then you want to walk, you don't know where to park. So, like, if you're going to one of those places, like the Common, that doesn't have any parking. Well, I'm confused. I'm confused about where to park. So I'm not going to go to the common because I don't know where to park. You know, like, uh, so I think that there's a, a number of ways you can be confused. Like, I wouldn't want to limit it to, you know, you're confused about the traffic lanes versus you're confused about parking. You're just confused. <laughs> You know, you could be confused about multiple things. Mm -hmm. So is that information we want to, to um, you know, get out of people that, they're, that they, they're confused about both walking and parking and driving or, um, because I think that that, like what you're saying, Lori, is really important. If, I mean, personally, I still find some intersections in town 
confusing and I see people doing really crazy turns um, but, but walking maybe not so much so you know I think that the question above will kind of flesh that out a bit more so right now in this question here like for example traffic directional signs are easy to interpret while driving well, if you strongly disagree, then that could be why you're confused. Oh, I, okay. So I can see like the combination of those two questions together um, could be helpful in the analysis state. Okay. So, the, but that's all part of the survey analysis at the end like finding out, like cross-referencing this question with the one above. Mm -hmm. I see that, I agree. Okay, so are we okay with this question then? Seven? Mm, keep going. Okay, eight. Um, so once again, is kind of asking the same question above, which um, so I wanted to add the availability of municipal and on-street parking. Yeah. How would you rate the importance? I agree. Mm -hmm. Does anybody uh, think that something's missing here that should be added? Do you have walking? And things like crosswalks on that? Uh, I got uh, pedestrian access. Yep. Ah, oh, there it is. Okay. I haven't been able to look at it because I left the office this morning at seven. So whatever emails were sent out today, uh, I never got to see. Well, unfortunately, I have to give them the final um, final options first thing tomorrow morning so that yep, they can no print problem. it just, out. It's, it's, yeah, it's just hard for me to do something the last minute, so I, I'm, I can't yeah. comment because, and I also can't, no one's reading the question, so I don't even know the question. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're on the phone. Oh. Do you no want me to go no through, through and read all of these? No, Better? you don't have to. No. no, I'm fine. Okay. You can also review it and email me, but you'll have to email me by, say, nine tomorrow morning if you <laughs> want changes. Okay, no problem. All right. So the next question, I'll read to you, Dario. Uh, this <laughs> question, I really didn't like the responses that they provided because I didn't think that they were very indicative of the uses that are currently in the downtown, as well as uses that we, we allow in the downtown and we want downtown. Uh, like for example, they included industrial and light manufacturing. Uh, first of all, it's not allowed. And uh, secondly, that's not appropriate for downtown locations. So, I don't think we want to encourage that. Mm -mm. So, um, so the question, Dario, is what types of development and services do you feel downtown needs more of, less of, or the same amount of? 
please check all that apply. So the options that I wanted uh, to include versus what they had suggested are uh, municipal uses, institutional uses, churches, daycare facilities. So I, I'm giving some examples because some people don't know what I mean by that. Personal services, which would be barber, beauty salon, photographer. Professional services, which would be a bank, um, uh, medical uh, use, a realtor. Offices, retail, restaurants slash eateries, drinking establishments slash brew pubs, gas stations and auto repair shops, single family homes, uh, multifamily homes, mixed use, which is housing and commercial together, senior housing, affordable housing, farmer's market, Definitely, we can't fit a wind turbine downtown, so I want to average that. Parks and playgrounds, uh, cultural activities, which are art festivals, concerts, parades, municipal parking lots, electrical vehicles, charging stations, and a bus stop. Is that just a sample list? Because I can think of a couple other things that people might want either more of or less of. Shoot, let's add them. Um, convenience stores. Okay, well, that would be under retail. I can call it out though. Well, then you need to have a separate retail for the kinds that we would want. Right. Yeah, I'd probably put convenience stores separate. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's a separate category. Separate than retail? Yeah, and retail is a broad category. I mean, convenience stores is only retail. one very specific kind of retail. Yeah, bookstore, uh, a club, I a think boutique, we'd like to see, art store. Yeah, we'd like to see those. We'd like to stores. see bookstores and we'd like to see shops and little gall galleries and things like that. Mm -hmm. But we can't really dictate. So when you look at the, the use table for the zoning, so this, this gets at the zoning type categories. Okay. And all of those are lumped together in retail. So we can't, so when you look at the definition for retail in our zoning bylaw, it has all that stuff together. Okay. So we wouldn't break out like convenience stores from bookstores. Like we don't call out all the various stores. Mm -hmm. So that's why I, I, I tried to define mm -hmm. the big categories of uses that we currently allow. So these are categories. So farmer's market is its own category? It isn't. I threw that in there just because I was interested, but I can delete it if you don't want me to add it. No, I was just, just curious as to why that wouldn't be under something already in existence. So uh, I had originally thought about putting it under cultural activities. Okay. But then I'm like, well, it's not really a cultural activity. It's it's just kind of something cool that you do once a year, but okay. there are towns that do it every week or once a month. And so I kind of was thinking, well, is is there a demand out there for a more regular farmer's market? But I can absolutely get rid of that if, if you No, I'm fine with it. I was just curious as to 
you know, I, I guess maybe some of the other things that I was thinking of are probably under under a broader category. What if you still put things like convenience stores and if there were 500 people who didn't want convenience stores then it can come out of the zoning? No, you know, we, can't, we can't eliminate like a <laughs> convenience store from the zoning. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh, where are if people going like, to get their milk? Well, no, but if you already have like three or four of them downtown, like a gas station, if you already have three convenience stores downtown, then maybe you don't need any more. Yeah, but if you if you eliminate convenience stores from the zoning, like you'd have to put it as a prohibited use. And uh, so like you can't pick and choose so retail is an allowed use. So what you could do is you could say, okay, well, we don't want any marijuana retail establishments. So, you know, you could put that in a separate category or adult entertainment. Um, but like you, you generally can't say, well, we'll take bookstores, but we won't take um, clothing stores. You know, it's, it's kind of the category of retail. Well, let's okay. let's leave it for now. I mean, we, there's a lot. Of, these yeah. these discussions are going to come up as this goes further down the line, and the planning board gets more involved in some of this stuff. So for now, let's just leave it at retail. Okay. And and so, just another quick question: You have a bus stop in there. Is that well? Right now, you don't have a bus stop in your downtown. Right. Um, so okay. I. You know, here we're talking about um, serving multiple modes, and one of those is public uh, transportation. Sure. So okay. the question is, do you want a bus stop downtown? Okay. All right. So the next one. Below are examples of types of initiatives that towns can prioritize through new programs, investment of tax dollars, or changes in policy. These are not proposals for Northrow, just examples that will help determine the types of actions that would be supported by residents. Uh, so there's a whole huge list. Um, Dario, do you want me to say these out loud? Uh, Dario? He's on mute. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I'll just. Sorry, uh, why does it say these are not proposals sorry. for Northboro? Um, because they're just interested. Uh, so we're at the very, very early process, the kickoff process. So they haven't done any analysis at this point uh, to determine what the recommendations will be. So they're just interested in the initial take mm -hmm. without I'm any sort this, of background information. Do you think this section really supports our goals at all? Uh, do you think, do I think it supports our goals? We even need section 10. It just seems a bit, it's in some ways redundant and in other ways it, you know, it doesn't get you the same data that you get in the first nine. 
kind of like the question, but if you folks uh, think it's redundant, we can remove it. Well, I, I guess I, mean, I just I think the sentence where, sorry. where it says these are not pr proposals, underlined capitals, you know, it throws you off kind of like, well, why are you asking me? Maybe there's a different way to phrase it. Mm, yeah. Maybe you just don't need those words and you can say these are just examples. Yep. Okay. I'll just write reword. Yeah. And then I'll give some thought on that one. I did add a couple. One was um, improving and or expanding cultural and recreation activities. So of course we already have recreation resources, parks and playgrounds, but are folks interested in more activities, uh, possibly at the common? Um, so that's one question I added. And then another one was create a fund to help businesses make capital improvements, i.e. Facade improvements, so I added signage and awning improvements, sidewalk accessibility. So these are um, types of programs that some municipalities offer uh, to, so they provide um, an annual fund. Yeah. That's usually uh, backed up by a local bank for yeah. like low interest loans or no interest loans or whatever. You know, so, Framingham has one like that. Does it ever include like landscaping or like plantings? I was thinking that, of the flowers that are on the bridge now. Yeah. You want me to add that under uh, businesses making capital improvements? Sure. Mm -hmm. Landscaping. Or how about like uh, outdoor amenities? So that could be outdoor seating, stuff like that, like if it's a restaurant. Yes. So that would include landscaping within it. Mm -hmm. All right. Anybody have anything they want to add there? And then the final question is just a open-ended. Is there anything else you would like to share about downtown revitalization effort? Lori, have you heard anything through different downtowns about um, limiting the drive-through businesses and things like that? Is that yeah? I mean, that's something that uh, certainly downtowns have discussed. Mm. So I can add that somewhere. I, I think I that think would we already. Be... I think we already don't. We already don't. That's terrible English. I don't think we allow them now. Okay, so no more drive-throughs. Is that correct? I, I think double so. check. I, I can't remember actually. Uh, Amy, do you know? I think so too. I, I don't think drive-throughs are allowed downtown. Okay. All right. I don't have my book in front of me, but I agree with Fran. I don't think they are. And then, Lori, just real simple, up at the very first page, when you said where it's written that the surveys are available in town hall, the hall should be capital H, uppercase H. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
Oh, yeah, you're right. All right. Okay, so I'm going to save this. Mm. I'm going to get off of it. And then I'm going to open up the, uh, the other piece. Which is this is going to replace the map that we're looking at right now. I believe so. Okay. Because I okay, let me see. Because I had a comment to... about that, but I'll hold it till I see what you're going to show us next. Yep. Oh, it's taking forever. Okay, so I'm going to stop share, and then I'm going to start share again. Oops. I'm going to pull up this map. All right, so this is the map that they prepared of the service area. So what their proposal is, um, is to have this at the Applefest on an easel. And they're going to give people green and red dots. And they can put the dots on the things that they like in the town center and the things that they don't like in the town center. Um, one of the comments that I'm gonna make to them is I want them to call out White Cliffs. Mm -hmm. So they didn't do that. But maybe we can uh, spend a minute, you folks can look at what's here and you can tell me if you want something else called out. Well, I would call out Say La Vie and remove Yankee Candle. <laughs> I was just gonna say, What's Yankee Candle? <laughs> Is there <laughs> ever Yankee Candle? Nobody's Yankee Candle downtown. It it's, doesn't it's, exist. No. <laughs> okay. No, that's Say La Vie right there because it's the north, right next door to the North Royal Library. That's funny. And mobile is spelt wrong, the mobile station. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so is, well, Sunco, but it's Sunoco. Yeah, I wondered if they did that because they had a space issue. Brilla Coffee, too. It's LL, not CC. Oh, interesting. That's hysterical. I've this never heard of that. People are confused when, when so they're no downtown. Problem. That's why they're confused. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, because none of the label's right. <laughs> Is Atlantic Pictures a real place? Where's, oh, wow. I don't know either. Um, the coffee place. What is it called? Brilla? Brilla. Brilla. B-R-I-L-L-A. Rika coffee. Sunoco spelled wrong. Yeah. yeah we got that. <laughs> I, I have a question. What? Are, wait a second. If I, so let's just say I don't like something in town. I put a a what color sticker on it? I think like a red sticker. I'm not sure how they, which ones are good and which ones are bad. I imagine red is bad for the stop and green is <laughs> is good for go. So, okay, so. but but if you have a whole bunch of I don't likes, what are you what are we gonna do about it? We can't we can't yeah. go to these businesses or town hall and say people don't like where you are. It's I agree. I mean, that's the point of the survey is to find that out. I mean, the, the point of the map is to let people know what the survey is asking questions about, what part of town we're talking about. Mm. So I don't see any pr productive use in, 
in a place like the farmer's market on Saturday, people start loading up these different colored dots and start embarrassing or praising. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like the sound of that at all. Yeah, so you don't think it'll be valuable for people to say, okay, well, you know, I don't like the gas stations, but I do like the fact that there's town hall and the library in the downtown. So I think that's the point is to identify like uses that they like versus uses that they don't. Like Maybe they like their see. White Cliffs is downtown, but they don't like uh, maybe Dunkin' Donuts or maybe they like Dunkin' Donuts, but it's because kind of like what things they think are, are good for the downtown and what things they think are not good for the downtown. Like the Coleman House, that's assisted living, right? Nursing mm. home. So because they may think that, so that's a different type of use. Okay, yeah, that's a great use to have in our downtown, or maybe it's not a great use to have in our downtown. So I think what they're trying to do is call out representative uses. So they've identified, you know, churches and municipal uses, as well as kind of like industrial, like the Northboro septic. Actually, that might be retail. Um, they like, like they pointed out the dental associates. So that's a personal service. Mm -hmm. It's you just know, not exhaustive. It's not exhaustive. So having a stickies to put on things, I think is not going to be a good use. But if people have a post-it note where they can, and are, they're directed to write down like good uses versus bad uses or their opinions on one thing in particular, or a number of things that might be more helpful. Um, I, don't, I don't think. Well, remember know. that they all have the survey too. So they're well, already the filling it out there. This is just a companion to the survey. No, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't like the sound. It's not exhaustive. I don't, yeah, I don't like exhaustive. It. So it's kind of tricky. It's like, it's I mean, calling I'm, out we, certain businesses. I mean, we live here. This this is this would be personal. Oh, I see Millie's restaurant, but I don't see something else. Well, mm -hmm. I want to put a sticker next to somebody else's restaurant or right. Uh, yeah, I it just I mean okay, I can understand I can understand I can understand having these names on here to give people a better idea of the, the area we're talking about that we're calling downtown. It goes from you know, Northboro Dental Associates down to the Coleman House and Acidet Park to the fight, you know. So I can mm -hmm. see that helps people when they're going to fill out the survey, Brilliant. know what we're talking about. Wouldn't mm -hmm. it be better just a GIS section of map? Hey, I'm going to leave the phone and go on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's GIS. But... Not to use the dots, just use this so that they know the area. Right. Do you mean, okay. John, to have uh, parcel parcel lines instead? I'm just thinking of a section of our own GIS, so it's oh, same so the it's same public map that everybody has. Um, whereas to Fran's it, point, it, this is calling out certain yeah businesses and locations, but not everyone, and so it's, it's kind of weird. I, I th why don't we just use it as they're calling out certain locations to orient people to the downtown and just leave it at that. Yeah, so this this is our yeah. subject area. And the, it's the colored area is our subject area. And the area that's black and white is not the subject area. Yes, yeah. so I'll just I ask that to clear. I prefer I would it ask called out to... the streets boldly and the public parks and the public items, but 
Yeah. About the business names. Yeah. If they could kind of flip flop that and maybe make the opacity a little uh, less for the this um, the aerial imagery, because it's kind of hard to really understand what we're calling the downtown. And these dashed lines are hard to see just because of the background that they've chosen. But that's yeah. It, it shouldn't take them much at all to do that. Personally, I, I like the fact that they use the colors uh, to differentiate between our, our service area, you know, our, our focus area versus the area that's not our focus area. Mm -hmm. I think if they made that like more black and white, then nobody's going to know. Like you're not going to be able to see those uses. Well, maybe it could be not aerial imagery then I, I mean i like I, I mean it's pretty but it's just not practical i feel like in terms of reading this map really well oh also remember this is going to be 30 36 by 24 inches yeah this isn't going to be like on my screen it's like yeah you know what seven yeah. by eight <laughs> so it's going to be much <laughs> more visible when it's big than it mm -hmm. currently is What's what's like going to be what's going to be at the top of the survey, online and in print? Is there, there's going to be a map there. Is it going to be this? Is it going to be the map that you showed when you put is, the survey up? It is not going to be my map. I don't believe. I think it's going to be this. So how is this? Is this? Is it so? To Ashley's point, at that size, because a lot of people aren't. A lot of people are probably going to do the survey. They're not going to be at Apple Fest. Mm -hmm. So that the map on the top of the survey is going to define for them what we're talking about. So do you feel that at that size and scale, that this color scheme is going to be effective for people to get an idea of all these questions below refer to what's above the area above? You know, I can ask them to send it to me in the format that is going to be sent. Um, you know, if they make it kind of like a landscape scale and full 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 size, then I think it'll be fine, um, you know, just to, to orient folks. Because mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't like mine, the one that I did. I don't think you can tell <laughs> what, we're, what our project area is. Um, I think that this one is better than the one that I had done for that purpose. I think people will be confused. I think you just use a small couple tweaks for readability because it's just mm -hmm. for people that don't look at maps regularly, this is going to look like what, what, you know, there's like a lot of things on here. There's a lot of text. There's a lot of busyness in the background, which makes it really difficult to look at. And I just, I just feel like they could simplify it a ton and make it a lot easier. With remove, the same. Yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Just re remove uh, remove some of the uh, mm -hmm. points pointed out um, businesses mm. and accent. I mean, white. If, if you put white cliffs up on the right hand side, we see Aspen Park, the Town Common, the the Fire Department. People will then have an idea of where you're talking about. Um, and then the color differentiate will work because then I can see Church Street because I'm not. Um, distracted by WCD and Sunoco and everything else. 
Yeah. Um, because on the sur I mean, survey the itself, it's going to be small. It's only yeah, going to be the, the top problems, half. Sorry, oh, one of the problems graphically is it's it's all the same color. If the roads were, for example, in right. red and not yes. dashed, then you yeah. would know those are roads. And then you've got your arrows pointing at stuff. That's fine if they're black, but everything's kind of black and blue and gray. And it, it is hard to read. Like I didn't initially know those were, were roads and some of them aren't. Some of them are, you know, arrows or whatever, but it's, yeah. if they, it, and then it, it's real simple just to make them, you know, bright red and a solid line, if you will. Even, then, then those roads stand out and then, as far as I'm concerned, when we do presentations, you can't make the fonts big enough, no matter what, because people got to read them. So if you're trying to describe something, you know, it, it just make a bigger, bold, and more cartoony than artistic. And if we, and if we remove most of these, then you know they call out the public areas. Those labels can be much larger, and and maybe you know even white or another color or whatever it is that could stand out if if people want to keep the aerial imagery in the background. Yeah, I, I agree. We need just, and it takes two clicks to change this from a yeah. dash line to a solid line and to a different color, you know, so it should and be. And say should be neon, just big bright. <laughs> <laughs> and church is spelled wrong on Trinity Church, too. Oof. If they keep that one. Maybe, um, this, maybe this was an intern did the map. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll have them make those changes. And so. then I think in this survey, underneath the map, there should be a sentence or two that says, the map above defines the area of town being considered as downtown that will be included in the study. So call that out verbally with a sentence or two right under the map. So people, the first thing they see is the map, and they see a couple of sentences that say the survey below refers to what you're looking at in this map above. So it's perfectly clear all these questions are being asked, what part of town we're talking about. Okay. Okay. And I agree, I think if we took out all or most of the business names and just mm -hmm. had the town things like the park and the common, where the town hall is, and yeah. like they said, make it clear where the streets are. I think it'd be pretty obvious at that point what we're talking about. I, I would agree that all these business names are more distracting than helpful. And for sure, we shouldn't have people publicly out in the farmer's market yeah. praising or denigrating these businesses publicly during Apple Fest. All right. Uh... So I'm gonna stop sharing. Okay. So I think we're all set on um, downtown revitalization, except for the site walk. The site walk and also, when do we wanna have our meeting with the consultants, whether we wanna wait a month or do it sooner, but let's, let's talk about the site walk next. Now, I wonder if you should send the map out tomorrow if they get it done, you know, before Saturday, just so if mm. there's something glaring that's spelled wrong or, you know, I, just I don't think we're going to have the opportunity because they're going to have to make the changes and then they're going to have to go out and print them all. Mm. So I don't think this is our, a one shot deal for us if we want them to have the survey for Apple Fest. 
they were already concerned about uh you know not having the um the responses until tomorrow so if we take the names of all the businesses out and all that's going to be there is town common you know (laughs) and town hall and a few other town things identify it then there's you know there shouldn't be issues with spelling um you know, I, I I agree with you on the small map that includes, you know, is attached to the survey, but the giant one that's 36 by 24 inches, um, I think there's still some value in having some businesses called out as long as they're spelled right and properly named. Um, not in that we want them to bash businesses, but more in that for identification purposes. Because there are going to be a lot of people there who are not Northboro residents, or mm-hmm. I would imagine, I haven't been to Apple Fest, but I imagine that there will be people who are not residents. Mm-hmm. All right, as long as you can be responsible for making sure it's perfectly accurate but we don't want to start off by people walking away from apple fest saying these guys can't even spell the name of the businesses right and they're going to do a downtown study i mean it's a small thing but it carries some weight yeah. you just have to make sure the more that's on there the more it's got to be made sure it's it's actually absolutely accurate and i don't really think many visitors from out of town are going to take the time to do what is considerably a lengthy survey yeah on that note, Stone's motorcycle should be motor, not motorcycle. <laughs> so to Lori's point that when you put the business names, it orients people, maybe we could just have, so that it's obvious that we didn't do all of them or even tried to do all of them. Maybe like Coleman House at one end, White Cliffs at the other end, whatever's North and South and a cut like CDS. CVS is a great orientation point, right? Yep. Um, just a, a couple of those and 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 leave it at that. But no, no red and green or blue stickers. <laughs> I don't know why we need any business names to orient anybody to the map of our town. I mean, I, I, I understand how it can be like, okay, where exactly is that ending, you know, and maybe it helps you figure out, you know, where along that stretch of 20 is that ending, but so it might be, you know, I, as, as a newcomer, I, I was here a good week before I knew where the common was. You know, it, it's not as intuitive as you think it is um, to people who may not come downtown. Like, I'm sure there's some people in Northboro who just don't come to Northboro Center. But they they down, they're they, shopping up at Northboro Crossing. Maybe they live on the outskirts and they shop in Westboro or maybe they go White to Cliffs and CVSR. They, yeah, everybody knows where those two things are. And I think less, I think what you're hearing from us, Lori, is that we feel less is more in this. Instance. Yep, no, I, I got it. And CVS is hard to misspell. Uh, <laughs> good point, good point. <laughs> All righty. All right. So uh, moving right along. Um, 
Talking about site walk. Uh, so can we do it next week? Uh, I, I think because we, um, <laughs> we're trying to coordinate with people who are not here that are the, the most important people are Weston and Samson attendance. So it might be uh, too short notice to do next week. So maybe aim for the week after. Yeah. Is there a reason why we don't we don't want to wait till October? What is this for? So this is just, this is the first the first step in the process is to have them just walk oh, around geez. with us, look at everything, get some feedback from us, and you know, I think that's step one. So I would get step one done as soon as we can. Yeah, This is a date. This is a uh, daytime thing. Yeah. It's got to be at least light enough to see what's going on. Can it be a weekend day or is it a weekday? No, well, it could be a weekend day. It might actually be good to do it at rush hour, like a five o'clock kind of thing. Interesting. I think it's going to be more of a challenge to get them to come on the weekend. Or maybe we can suggest like a, a weekend day and a, and a weekday that or a couple weekdays that work well for a majority, at least people that are present. Okay. I wouldn't do like Columbus Day weekend or anything. Oh, well, not a holiday weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's pick a so if you think, you know, obviously we could get better representation of the committee if we did a Saturday, but if you think that that's, you know, they're going to be here, they're working this Saturday. I'm not sure if that's an exception to their regular scheduling. They agreed to come to the Apple Fest and do something on a Saturday. So just looking ahead on the calendar here. So they'll be here on the 17th. So you're saying it probably the week of the 19th is too soon. So we're talking about the week of the 26th of September. Or the first, uh, first week in October. So can I ask a question? What, what time of day and what day of the week is, is what we really want them to see? Like, so let's think about um, if we want downtown revitalized, really revitalization is lunch hour, dinner hour, right? So maybe to have one of those times, they could, they could come and see what traffic looks like, what traffic sounds like, um, how many people are already on the sidewalks. And I'd just like to point out that town hall is open late on Tuesday. So maybe a Tuesday is a good day, at least for, for Lori or any other staff that want to come. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. I do have meetings, um, a meeting at seven on the 27th and a meeting starting at six on the 4th. Well, we'd have to be out there four or five by five o'clock anyway, so that we have the light. 
right? Seven o'clock this time of year is going to be too late anyway. So, could just, so, so if we did the 27th, could we do something, you know, mid to late afternoon on the 27th? Maybe like a four o'clock or five o'clock. Yeah, zoning board is that night. So we earlier is better just so that there's a break between the two for at least two of us. So it would be a good time to start for you, friend. Like four o'clock. Would four o'clock be okay, or three o'clock? Or yeah, how long do we think the walk is going to take? Two hours, an hour, to an hour at least. Yeah, I, I would. I would assume one to two hours. Is there anybody who prefer morning? Just by the way, I would love morning. I'm happy with the morning. Yeah, I think. The main thing is just to get a sense of the town, what's where, what it looks like, where the opportunities are. So I think. Is you know, is the, the downtown day. pretty dead in the evening? Yeah. Except so maybe. Um, not between five and five and six thirty, then it's crazy. Four and six thirty. It's like crazy. But about seven. It's like done. Like yeah, but it's, it's going to be dark at seven o'clock at night. Right. <clears throat> so in the morning, I mean, we could do how early in the morning, like nine o'clock in the morning. Or if people want to do it before work, eight o'clock in the morning. Now, if you want to see the appropriate level of activity, like typically lunchtime for downtown is pretty hopping because you have all the offices open. And you have the the services open all those as well. offices <laughs> and the restaurants. <laughs> what offices? Oh. Yeah, hey, I resemble that comment. <laughs> and just oh. so you know, oh. from from the Coleman House to Whitecliffs is a little over a mile if you're going to walk the length and then back. Yeah, it doesn't take long. So, like eleven o'clock on the twenty seventh. Seven. Yeah. 11 to 2? 11 to 1. Yeah. 11 to 1. Yeah. 11 to 1, whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, 11 to 1. Yeah. Or whatever you can do. I mean, I, I mean, I can get out there, but I can't be gone for two hours. But. Well, let's, how about let's shoot for 11 o'clock on the 27th? Okay. Okay. Let's see what they say to that. Uh, do you want to give us, uh, give them a couple of options? So. If not the, I mean, it could 11 o'clock any morning. I mean, 27, 28, 29, in the middle of three days of that week or something. Or I can't do uh, Monday, Wednesday, or Thursday. <laughs> I can't do but, Thursday. I can't mm -hmm. do Thursday either. Wednesday would be okay. Or we go to the next week. Well, let's start. Let's see. Fridays are usually pretty open for people too, right? Are we yeah. looking at just doing lunchtime or are we looking to offer an evening slot too if that or late afternoon slot? Or just the 11 to 1 slot each time? Yeah. Yeah, maybe ask them maybe Wednesday at 4. Offer them 11 on Tuesday and Wednesday at 4 or something like that. And then whoever can go can go. Yeah. Or Tuesday or yeah. just tell them we prefer to do it Tuesday. Tuesday at 11 but if they're available on Tuesday Mm -hmm. Pick a time on Tuesday when they're available. And if not, 
Could they do Wednesday? Or the week after on Tuesday. Or the week after on Tuesday. Right. Friday, Friday wasn't a popular choice. No, I can't on Fridays. Well, okay. it's her say so the 27th, 28th, or 4th, but if we could do the 27th, that would seem to be the best. Okay, you said October 4th? That's the Tuesday of the following week. Okay. And that would be 11 to 1 as well? 11 to 1, or if that's really a bad time for them, but they can do a different time on that day. We'll do a different time on that day. Okay. But but we'll ask them if we can do 11 and tell them we think that's a good time of day to be walking around. Mm -hmm. All right. That sounds good. So the other item is the expectation is going to be that they're going to come, once this gets started, they're going to come to each one of our meetings. They're going to be a standing agenda item on our meetings going forward where the project manager and maybe others will be coming to give us an update um, on what's going on. I think at our first meeting as a group, we're also gonna to need to sort of talk about the process of, of how this is, is going to be managed between status reports that are gonna be happening to us on a monthly basis as a committee and kind of the day-to-day -day management of the project. Obviously, Lori and other people on the staff are gonna be working closely with them day-to-day -day and most likely um, myself and Amy will have some responsibility to be involved in between meetings, but uh, we'll probably just have to sort of, sort of put together sort of a plan for the ongoing management of the project and to what, to what extent the committee is involved as a whole committee and to what extent, you know, other individuals involved in between committee meetings. You mean Ashley, right? Please? Oh, you said my name, but you meant Ashley, right? I'm, I'm sorry, Amy. I'm in Ashley. Yes. So, so myself and Ashley is chair and co-chair. We'll probably like, be spending some time with Lori and the project manager me. in between meetings. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we just want to work our way through that a little bit. So that'll, whenever we meet with them, we'll have to talk about kind of what the management structure is going to be. And also what we want to accomplish each time we get together as a whole committee with them. So the question is, we can wait until our October meeting to have that kind of general first status meeting and, and sort of discuss the management process. Or if we feel we want to do that sooner, we could see if we could call a meeting of our committee prior to our October meeting. I think one way or the other, they will get started and start to work on this project between now and our October meeting. Mm -hmm. So if people are comfortable that we'll do the site walk with as many of us as possible with them, and they'll go off and launch the project and work with Lori and involve myself and Ashley as needed. And we'll get our first major update in October. We can certainly do that. If there's a general feeling of us here tonight that we'd like to meet with them sooner than waiting to the October meeting, we could have Lori see if first of all, we could agree on another date we could get together. So I guess I'll just entertain some comments about, do we wanna wait Till our October meeting to have our first committee meeting with them or do it sooner? What's the general reaction to that? I mean, well, I'm okay with waiting. It's just so many other meetings. Hmm. Other comments? It's hard to find a date. But. Hmm. And are you thinking of having the October meeting 
um, or this this meeting, whether or not they do the site visit before or the downtown walk before? Yeah, one way or another, they'll be at our October meeting. Yeah. To talk about what's happened so far, and hopefully the site walk will have happened by then. Mm -hmm. And anything else, I'm sure they'll be doing some other stuff once they get going. And the, 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 the expectation would be between now and the October meeting, they'd be working daily with Lori and other people on the staff. And to the extent there was a need to get input from the committee, that basically uh, Ashley and I would provide that input okay. yeah. um, to help you know, advise Lori on certain issues if she had questions, things like that. And then once again, at our October meeting, um, they would be there and we'd get an update and talk more about what's going to happen going forward. I think we can wait. Time flies. <laughs> At least for me, it seems like the week I know, so that'll, fast. That'll be here in a second, in a blank. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay to wait until the 20th. All right. So we'll make sure that that's on the agenda. And in the meantime, the first step we will try and accomplish is to see if we can do a site walk with as many of us as possible and them sometime on the 27th, hopefully 11 o'clock in the morning. And then um, at that point, um, they will start to work actively on the project mm -hmm. and we'll get an update on what's going on at our October meeting. That sounds good. Okay, anything else about Western Sampson or the project we need to talk about before we move on to complete streets? All right, um, so as far as complete streets go, I'm going to ask Lori to give us a little update. I just want to, because um, we are going to go through the projects and try and come up with uh, information which we can provide in a letter back to um, back to the town as to the Master Plan Information Committee's view of complete streets and what the projects are that we think are most important and anything else we think ought to be added. Um, in, reading, in reading the Master Plan, in the transportation section, under key findings, two of the key findings were major corridors lack adequate pedestrian and bicycle accommodations, such as consistent, well-maintained sidewalks and on and off road bike paths. And another one was connectivity could be improved between downtown and adjacent areas and other town assets through a more consistent sidewalk network. So those are two of the key findings in transportation. And then if you went into the section nine, which listed the goals and the recommended actions to be taken, goal T1 under the transportation section was become a bicycle and pedestrian friendly community by expanding existing bicycle and pedestrian facilities and improving connectivity. And there were five recommendations either rated as medium or short-term and high priority, and they were develop signed bike routes through the town, participate in the state's complete street program, examine and identify key locations in town for additional sidewalk improvements, focusing on pedestrian-oriented destinations like schools, parks, trails, replace existing pedestrian crosswalks with high visibility crossings, to elevate pedestrian connectivity, and develop a plan to upgrade all existing pedestrian facilities as appropriate to meet current accessibility standards. So those were the five recommended items. And my 
my assessment as I looked at the 24 projects were a number of them really addressed those topics. So I was, I was somewhat pleased that there were a number of projects in that list of 24 that got directly at some of these uh, some of these items here. So I think that as we start to look at the 24 projects, uh, my at least assessment was that a number of them directly hit these things that came out of the plan, which I think is good. So at a minimum, I think we need to make, make sure we highlight those that, that really correspond directly to the plan and make sure we indicate that these are ones from our perspective, you know, that need to get attention, you know, sooner than later. And then to the extent that any of us saw other things missing, we can add them in. So I was saying to Lori, Lori and I and Ashley typically meet a couple of days before this meeting, just to go over what we're going to talk about and make sure we're all in sync. And uh, I mentioned to Lori, I thought that our role in this process was to make sure that what the master plan talked about relative to transportation and pedestrian and bicycles got represented in what's going to happen here through complete streets. And Lori mentioned that there's a lot of other things that complete streets does in the way projects are prioritized that may and might tie directly to the master plan. And so I think she needs to sort of educate us on this, and then we can sort of in a in a good manner isolate out the things we want to report back to the town. But I told her, I think our perspective needs to be, we were put together here as a committee to make sure that what, what was isolated in the plan actually happens over time. And so we're going to have a little bit of a parochial view towards this, although obviously we need to understand how complete streets work and how to integrate into it. So that's my little spiel about this, but I'll let Lori sort of educate us on kind of how the whole prioritization of complete streets typically works. So go ahead, Lori. Okay, uh, thank you. And also uh, Scott is on as well in case uh, there's any questions about the specific projects. Obviously he has a lot more background information about um, some of these projects than I do, most of them, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Um, but anyway, one of the uh, kind of things that we've been going around and around about is how best to uh, glean public information, public input in our process. And so we have identified 24 different projects um, and we thought that it would be of value um, if you folks had thoughts about maybe your top 10 projects, um, as far as the order of the projects on the prioritization plan, there are a number of uh, different criteria, selection criteria, or I should say prioritization criteria that these projects will be going through. Um, and one of the, the key reasons, the key benefits of doing the prioritization plan is it will help us get funding. So there are certain projects that are already in the queue um, and uh, are planned, uh, but we may be lacking funding for those projects. Um, so it's really important if these are projects that are competitive projects from, from a complete streets perspective, it's really important that they appear high on the prioritization plan list. 
So if we uh, are asking for complete streets funding for a project that's number 24 on our list of 24, it's not very likely that we will be awarded funding through the complete streets program because obviously it's not a highly ranked project. Um, so we wanna make sure those projects that are super competitive, you know, the types of projects the Complete Streets Program likes to fund um, are, are really high up there. Um, so uh, two, two suggestions, of course, um, we are planning on having our, our public input sec session at the Board of Selectmen meeting on October 3rd. Um, and we don't exactly have the presentation ironed out and how we're going to handle the public input component um, that's still a few weeks away. But we thought at this point, if you folks wanted to, to write a letter um, with feedback that could be incorporated into our prioritization process, then knowing what the top 10 list would be would be helpful as well if you, as uh, if you had any particular um, feelings, strong feelings about the selection criteria that I emailed you earlier in the week. So um, maybe we should go through the project list first. I can share my screen. Yeah, just for a minute, one thing you talked to Ashley and I about that may be helpful to the committee is what kinds of projects does the state favor for complete streets? I mean, what are the things that that they would view as being, from their perspective, ones they would want to they would want to fund? What kinds of things? Um, so they, so I have some experience with the complete streets program from when I was working in Millbury, and I was able to get funding for two projects both of which were downtown projects. And I got rejected on another project. So I have a little bit of experience with that. In my experience, they really like uh, projects that achieve multiple goals. Um, they also like projects that are uh, like sidewalk gap projects. So say you are, um, trying to connect a neighborhood, densely developed neighborhood to school. Um, and you have a gap in the sidewalk network. That's something that they would like to fund. Uh, they like to fund projects that benefit low-income people. Um, so those are, those are some of like the top types. Of course, this is, uh, they like bike lanes. Uh, wayfinding signage. They like uh, projects that are safety improvements and high crash locations. Um, so they like the low hanging fruit, but also uh, it's, it, they did thankfully up the um, amount of money that communities can get. So now it's 500,000, it used to be 400,000. So that's a benefit. But I know you guys like to end at nine, so we only have a short period of time. So maybe we can just get to the project list. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think we definitely have to go over a little bit tonight, but let's do it. Okay, so this 
unfortunately it's not giving me, ah, there we go. Bartlett Street bike lanes. So this, uh, this first project would provide bike lanes along Bartlett Street, different phases from the high school to Cedar Hill Street intersection. So we, we, um, we sought um, funding through the MassDOT Shared Streets and Spaces Program for this project. We unfortunately were not awarded. It is mostly striping, but it does require some box widening at some of the intersections to accommodate uh, the bike lanes on each, uh, either side. I'm just curious, does, is there need for that here? Cause it's like a lot of, you know, industrial uses. Do people ride bikes to work here? There's not just, there's not much residential on, at one end of this, right? On, on um, for, uh, the, the section of, um, in, in Marlboro beyond Barlow Street, uh, Forest Street, that mm -hmm. has bike lanes on both sides. Um, mm -hmm. Our police chief actually cycles along this route there are, uh, there's a trailhead here. You'll see another project that includes a perspective bike lane down Lyman toward um, Watson Park. Um, and also the, the school utilizes this area. It would be lane, um, not a sidewalk, but a, a shared use uh, lane. So the Algonquin um, cross country team could mm -hmm. run down to the trailhead here. So mm -hmm. there, there is more than just a, a, a bike lane to nowhere, so to speak. Okay, thank you. Okay, so maybe I'll just quickly go through all the projects and then we can uh, pick the ones you like best after that. So that's project number one. And are these ordered right now in terms of internal priority? Nope, no okay. prioritization no. whatsoever at this point. Okay. It's just, they're numbered just for identification purposes. So project number two is Gale Street. Uh, so currently there is no sidewalk along Gale Street. Uh, so the point would be to connect the municipal parking on Gale Street uh, to downtown and to the common. Mm -hmm. I had a quick question while we're here. Would there okay. be a way to put two on-street parking spaces near, while you're doing this new crosswalk, and new sidewalk, is there any way to put two on-street parking spaces on Monroe Street? So there's handicapped parking for the town common, at least two spaces. I just didn't know if that could be part of it or at least discussed. We don't have to is discuss it, now. Is it wide enough? I, down by West Main, there are trees there too. So that might get tricky, but. There's, there's not adequate width for uh, parallel parking. Parallel parking for handicap accessibility is a significant challenge um, mm. as well because of the width required and the, and the, the level landing needed at the uh, discharge side of the, of the van and or uh, vehicle. What I've been told before, though, like you can park on any street as long as there's a no parking, not a no parking sign. So That's correct. anybody park on Monroe Street right now, just there's no lines. That's correct. Okay. Okay, project number three is Allen Street. So that would be a new sidewalk where there currently one does not currently exist. That's a, a, a gap connector. There's a sidewalk on the bridge, sidewalk on Hudson, sidewalk on East Main. It would connect some trails 
in the Hudson Street corridor over to Memorial Field and East Main Street. Yeah. And I've seen high traffic there and 18 wheelers going up there. I mean, we're not giving input yet, but I think that's an important one. Yeah. On Maple Street, another, another sidewalk project. Another gap closure between Algonquin. There's already a sidewalk from um, from the elementary school down to Ridge Road and up to uh, up to uh, Route 20. Mm -hmm. Davis Street. <laughs> it's another gap closure between uh, Indian Meadow neighborhood to get us over to Lanthorn um, that connects us to uh, Northgate, which again gets us to some schools um, buried in the Northgate neighborhood. Howard Street. This is a sidewalk replacement project. Mm -hmm. There's a series of projects here that connect um, the Washburn, Winter Street neighborhood all the way down Howard Street, up Church a little bit across the Lower Pleasant, up Pleasant, over to Mellican, over to, Link, uh, uh, over to um, uh, Lincoln Street Elementary, and then up to West Main. And then also you'll see another project through uh, Pine Haven. There's sidewalks along the majority of the corridor, but not all of it, and most of them are not compliant, and the crosswalks are a little, little uh, poorly, uh, poorly um, uh, lighted. Number seven is Church Street. So it's uh, constructing or replacing a section of sidewalk as well as providing um, ramps at the crosswalk location. And I think this is a rapid flashing light. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had some pedestrian crossings. We've had some citizen requests for uh, some improved safety me uh, mechanisms at that crossing. Mm -hmm. Pleasant Street, remove and replace an existing sidewalk. Replacement spell wrong. We'll fix that. No comments on that one. Lincoln Street, another sidewalk replacement. The segment you see missing is the one around the elementary school that was recently constructed when the uh, improved project was conducted. Number 10, remove and replace an existing sidewalk along Pierce Street have a new crosswalk and provide a sidewalk to fill a gap. That's of course our downtown. Bartlett and Maple, Maple Street intersection improvement. This was a result of the uh, roadway safety audit that was done and some recommendations by CMRPC for some intersection reconfiguration there to improve vehicle and uh, pedestrian safety. Could you combine that one with number four? There's the um, intersection and the sidewalk. They're somewhat independent. They kind of check different boxes when it comes to the application. It'd be nice to do them both at the same time. Hmm. Um, number 12 is install bike racks in various locations. So uh, primarily we identified municipal spots parks and playgrounds, town hall, and the library. Mm -hmm. My only comment on that one is it seems like that's a fairly low cost project as opposed yeah. to trying to 
put that in there and get the state to pay for it? Is that something that the town could just do? Um, the bike racks are close to $2,000 each. We included bike racks in the um, shared winter uh, shared streets and winter spaces first round program. We got bike racks placed at uh, a variety of our facilities and they actually filled up pretty quick. So it, what you're looking at here is probably $25,000 worth of bike racks. Now, could that be like ARPA or CPC or something? It could be ARPA, CPC, donations, pass the hat, what have you. Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's certainly not accommodated in an operating budget. Could be a Capital Warren article though, right? Yep, yep. Right. Right. Lyman Street, this is a bike lane project. So the one I mentioned before, connectivity to uh, Bartlett and Watson Park. Mm-hmm. Pierce Street. Uh, so some of these projects could, in a grants application, be combined. So the sidewalk crosswalk project we discussed previously, as well as the street lighting project. So the idea is to get pedestrian scale street lighting versus the uh, typical um, lights that that you see on the telephone poles. Mm-hmm. Chesterfield Road crosswalk improvements. There's a crosswalk existing here that goes to a small path between houses where the Northgate neighborhood accesses um, access to the Proctor School. So uh, it's a little more than the crosswalk improvements. It also includes opening the, um, the walkway to be a little more safe for, uh, for kids to walk to school. Pinehaven Road, new sidewalks and the crosswalk. The one we discussed earlier to aid in connectivity between the Lincoln Street sidewalk and uh, kind of the West Main Street um, business district. So why doesn't that continue for the one to Pinehaven? Why is it just two parts of Pinehaven? Once you get into the neighborhood, all those neighborhood feeder roads um, don't have sidewalks. So it's the, the, the roads themselves, um, it, it's a residential neighborhood. They're just portal crosswalks to get into the neighborhood. I understand that, but, but why isn't the entire length of Pinehaven having a crosswalk? Why does a crosswalk stop at the beginning of the neighborhood and pick up again at the end of the neighborhood, and yet there's no sidewalk down the balance of Pinehaven? The thought was the neighborhood, uh, Shady Lane, Sunny Hill, Jay, and um, Woodlawn would walk down the streets, get to Pinehaven, and walk to the portals. Um, it, could be, it could certainly be extended. Um, there may be some right-of-way issues, but it can certainly be connected. I see what you're saying. So people in that neighborhood that want to get to Lincoln Street School would walk on the side streets and pick up the Pine Haven part at the very end. Mm -hmm. Right, and the same thing in the other direction, getting to West Main Street. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so South Street. So this is a uh, kind of like a, a bike accessibility improvement. Uh, the idea is to have shadows. So those are the stencils that are put along the roadway to remind people that they are to share the road with bicyclists. And generally the striping, uh, the shoulder of the road is expanded so that they um, have a bit more space too if there is a, a side sideline, a shoulder line. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I don't know I if anyone do would ride in the road there. 
I don't think like so. I, I would love to have better sidewalks and biking on Cell Street, definitely. But I would never ride on the road, even if there was painted lines. But that's where you're supposed to ride your bicycle with traffic in the road. I know, they know but it's so dangerous. That's yeah. why people always ride on the sidewalks there. And I'd actually feel really it's nervous with the kids that ride there on the sidewalks to ride on the road, even if it was. And I'm just curious, like, how is there a place to expand the shoulder? Because there's so much um, topography. It would it would have to expand toward um, toward the west. Okay. There's not a lot of slope issues on the westerly side. So you would shift the center line to the west and you would do box widening on the west side of the road. Mm -hmm. There is no sidewalk there currently. Yeah. Hmm. And and again, like Lori, Lori indicated earlier, you know, projects like this, they're they're desirable. There's something we would want. The implementation may have them fall down on the priority list because of right-of-way issues, um, you know, logistics associated with slopes. Um, but it's, you know, it's one of the master plan goals: get bikes and pedestrians on major corridors. I did read something recently though, where people that don't feel safe in the road, they're putting little dividers in a lot of towns. Mm -hmm. I'll have to find it, but. Even in some like major cities, you see these little rubberized poles that go down the street. I yeah, don't they're know. common, common in Worc uh, I'm sorry, in Boston. Mm -hmm. You see them kind of all over the yeah, downtown all over area. The city. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next one is Barefoot Road, new sidewalks. So I was thinking that could even be matched with some of the companies you have. Iron Mountain and National Grid and St. Gobain, they might even do a little bit of matching for sidewalks. I noticed I was down there once around lunchtime and St. Gobain really has a lot of walkers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they've come and asked about where they can donate some money. I'm not sure how much they're willing to donate, but maybe it will go towards some sidewalks. Uh, yeah, funders also like uh, when there's a public-private partnership so you end up getting uh, extra points if um, if you're able to to partner with uh, the private sector. All right, so now we go back to Gale Street, another street lighting project. Blake Street, the same. So we also talked about uh, having some additional curbing to provide definition, uh, the kind of the roadway blends with the uh, parking lots. So we were talking about narrowing the openings to the parking lots, um, providing new concrete driveway aprons. South Street, the sidewalk, uh, from Gale Street to West Main Street is in pretty rough shape, or Main Street. Mm -hmm. River Street, we were talking about adding a sidewalk where it currently does not exist. Did you get complaints about that at, during the survey? I was just wondering, it seems like a pretty quiet street. We, we have not uh, made this list public yet. 
We haven't done our community outreach. That'll be October 3rd to what discuss the, the specific projects. That was when you the complete street survey. One of the thoughts about River Street was um, having a, a loop and connectivity in the downtown, mm -hmm. um, rolling Hudson Street, Gale Pierce into downtown, uh, people going down Hudson Street, maybe toward a destination at the aqueduct of the river and then coming up the river and just kind of looping around downtown and getting people some connectivity to the major roads. Mm -hmm. And then of course the paved multi-use trail uh, which would be over the uh, aqueduct bridge. So that's a project in the works right now. Yes, yeah, I was gonna ask about that. So I was wondering why that was included here. I thought that was a separate topic being talked about through the CPC and other means of funding, so. Because once again, so when you're applying for grants, so it's not just complete streets grants, um, it, there's other grants. So of course there's um, the uh, trails grants, um, there is the MVP grants. Um, they all like to see that you've gone through a public outreach process, that you've done some planning and they want to see these projects prioritized. So we could apply for complete streets funding for the ACIBET uh, the aqueduct project, but I don't envision that that will be the, um, the money source. Um, but if we have it in our prioritization plan as being a top priority, then it'll just make us more competitive when we apply for those grants above and beyond the complete streets program. John Campbell, just for my understanding, isn't there some CPC funding that was approved to do some sort of study to see if this is even going to be possible or how much it's going to cost or something. Is that, was that approved at last year's town meeting? Or this yes, year's town meeting? This year's town In meeting. The this year's. So the it first is, step uh, is it's got to be an evaluation done to see if this is even feasible. It's I think possible it's more than that. It's feasible. So the, the, uh, the money was for a full consultant study, the result of which would be what it takes to build it. I mean, uh, to, to produce it. Right. Wasn't it, John, when, that um, when they went to apply, they were thinking about applying for a feasibility study and then they realized one had been done, you know, years back and that was right. still valid. And so they went for an implementation plan. This is a correct. preliminary, yeah. preliminary design. So it's exactly. not going to get you 100 percent there, uh, okay. but it'll get you uh, much further than we are right now. And right. Uh, that contract is in negotiation. Okay. But the timing would be that that would be completed before we then go ask for any money to actually do the work, right? Well, yes. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. you need to know how much uh, money to ask for. So right. you need 100% uh, design drawings. Um, and those have to be approved um, by the state. Yeah, assuming so, we keep moving momentum on this, it's... I we pretty much assumed that CPA would be involved for the next phase and the next phase after that. But you'd want it on this list in case other grants came up that you could. Well, apply sure, for. as as Lori yeah. said, I, you know that might be the case. Yeah, it would seem to, it would seem to me that this would be not one that we would. Our group well, would would recommend top ten because get immediate attention. I mean, it's it's sort of got a life of its own. Correct. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I'd put it on the top 10. Well, it's the top yeah. 10 thing people want, but we have at least 10 other of those sidewalk projects that. All right, we'll get back to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, so project 24 is the entire aqueduct trail. So of course they spelled multi is wrong. So we'll have them fix that. I think they don't. So that's the final project on our list. Right. I had a couple of questions for Scott on this. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that it is um, a bituminous. Did you ask the MWRA if they'd allow the bituminous? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I had the conversation with um, the contact from the um, WRA and uh, he said that they are open to a variety of surfaces. Um, so one of the ones that we had specifically discussed was stone dust. Yep. Um, but the challenge is that the, <laughs> the town's on the hook for the maintenance, they will not maintain it. So there's gonna be that expense that is forever going to be a, a municipal expense. Um, so. I, I, I know I've talked about it with you, lawyer, but I went to the Holosted Rail Trail and they used the stone dust and it was really packed down and it really, you could get carriages, there were bikes and just the price difference because we've looked into this a little. And it's between what a million and a million and a half a mile for the paving, but it was like twenty-two thousand dollars for the stone dust. So right now, right now, our trails committee maintains the trails in town. Yep. I don't know that they have the uh, resources, and I don't just mean finances. I mean the the equipment to maintain a stone dust trail for um, accessible to, to meet accessibility requirements. Okay. I think we're this is a good conversation, but I think it's a little bit further down the road here. The main point tonight is to decide if we want to put this in our top 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, do you want to start brainstorming the top 10? I mean, maybe we could just uh, go back to the beginning and you tell me if you think you think it's a top 10 uh, project. So let's see. Just, I don't know. I mean, Actually, why don't we go from 24 forward? Because uh, I've already got it queued up. Is this a top 10 project, do you think? It is for me. It yeah. is for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is exactly what the master plan said people wanted. Yeah. Okay, yes, so why don't, why don't uh, people tell me and I'll take down the number of votes? So I heard three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so, all right, I can't How see about, can, everybody can people on use the raise? Can people use the raise hand feature? Would that help? Yes, that would help. Okay, so I got one. Wait a minute. I don't I'm just it. I'm just raising my hand. If you okay, go to the reaction. Yeah. There you go. Reaction. I raise my hand. Where on my screen is the raise Three, hand two. button? Yeah, I don't have one. Four, five. Millie, I'm, did you raise I'm, your hand? No. I tried. I then I got okay. into something else. One, two, three, four, five, five six, seven, seven. It's under reactions, Rick. No, okay. then it went. I went somewhere else when I hit that. Oh, that's eight with Tracy. Oh, I got it. Okay, never mind. Can I raise two hands? <laughs> I also think this would help, like with the Bartlett Street, because if they had this multi use trail, 
in the high school, maybe they would run on this versus <laughs> on Bartlett Street with the trucks. Mm. We keep the voting going. <laughs> Mm -hmm. seven so that was seven it was seven so let's move on to the next okay so i'd say that's a top 10 yeah. so then we have the aqueduct project how many people think that's the top 10 i wouldn't vote for it because we just established we have so much invested in it already you know what i mean i okay so that is not yeah uh, i would vote for it if you need it for other grants we got two votes. I just think it's part and parcel of the whole downtown project, or it could oh. be. Well, it's, it's and for crazy. 24, you need it, because to get from Bartlett Street to Berlin, you're going to need to cross the bridge. All right, we got four. Four? I'll vote, I'll, I'll vote, vote for it for now, but we, we may end up with more than 10 here, and we'll have to go back and do it again. I'll vote for it for now. Exceptionally, it makes sense. I'll vote for it. That's fine. Tracy, me, Amy, Rick, and there was somebody else, Dario. Yeah. Okay. My, my hand is raised, isn't it? Oh, and Julianne. Six. Six. Oh, yeah, I can see your little hand there. That's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, River Street Project. <laughs> Do we have any, any hands for that one? Yeah. I mean, I like the connectivity of that whole walking loop. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's a number one for me. It's like a. Okay. So we have one hand. I'll vote for it. I'll vote. We got Millie. We got John. We got Ashley. We got. I'll do it. Ariel with the caveman hand. Four, five, <laughs> five. five? Then, yeah. Okay. I better count my top ten before I run so, out. Uh, Lori. Yeah. If you look under the participants at the very bottom, it'll have a it'll have a hand count. Oh. But then it doesn't show Dario's hand or um, Rick's it, hand. Or so mine. It doesn't do the physical it? hand. It's just there's no. one hand up right now, and it's John Campbell's. I don't think I can see that because I'm sharing my screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. If everybody uses the hands up, I will I will read out the, the, the number of hands if you like. Okay. How do you push the button to raise your hand? You go to reactions. reactions. It's all right, Scott. I can count them. And go to reactions on the bottom. Them up in the camera. Then there's a oh, hand look at that. Did yeah. Dario, look at him go. Oh, yeah. yeah you guys First, I still up. didn't do it. Oh, oh there we go. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Ashley, no fair. South mm -hmm. <laughs> Street oh, Project. Yeah. Oh, Number yeah. 21. Number yeah. 21. How many votes do we have? Uh, Five. Oh, Amy had oh, her oh, hand up. Or where is it down? How do you take your what hand down? It? Or do you put your hand oh, down? Oh, that's the clap. It says lower. Right. Which so raise hand is a different one. Can we just raise our hands physically on the screen? <laughs> that's fine. You can raise your hand physically. I'll count it. Well, I mean, oh, this is little it. Right. Yeah. Which one are we doing now? We're doing so, South Street from Gale yeah. to Maine. Yeah, I like that one. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. Which one are you on? Five, six. South Street, though. Sidewalk from Main Street to Gale Street on South. Okay, what number is that? She's showing 21 on the screen. 21. Yep, that's okay. the one. Go ahead. It's five, including Rick. Amy, you didn't raise your hand for that, right? No, I don't know. Okay. I just saved some. No, you don't have to have a reason. I'm you got to save some. Okay, so we got five on that. 
I walk, the, I walk that every night. It's fine. It's not great, but it's not a priority I, I thought so over, too. It's not I a priority that's what I was thinking. Other things. That's what I was thinking too. Well, that's okay. not a, yeah. Blake Street, number 20. We have a street lighting, curbing, bike rack, and benches project. It's important for revitalization. Double hands. Double hands. <laughs> I like it, but do we see if the um, consultants agree with how we do it? Mm. Well, it's, just remember, this isn't the be all and end all. So this is just your participation, right. which is going to be um, put into the process with the 808 survey responses and the people who attend on October 3rd. So th this isn't <laughs> going to be the, the ultimate decision on ranking. It's just your suggestions. I just okay. got that's thrown out for putting that part out. Of downtown. That's yeah. five. Um, that's five with Fran. Five? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Gale Street Street Lighting Project. So that's pedestrian scale lighting. Anybody? Yeah, we got two. Two. Barefoot Road, new sidewalk. Anybody? No. No. Nope. Zero. They can use the multi-use trail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, South Street, Sharrows. Potentially expanding the shoulder. You got Fran? This one. I would go with that one too, I think. Right. We, we got yep. reaction. I would we go, go with four. that one also. Okay, one, two, two, five. You got five? Yep, five. Okay. Wait, sh air shared arrows? I thought there yeah. were six. Those are the stencils on the roadway. Yeah, but can we do that count one more time? Oh, six with Tracy, maybe? One, two, three. I said yes. Oh, okay. Six. Six. Oh, Millie, did you raise your hand on that? I did. Seven. All right, Pine Haven Road, new sidewalks. Zero. Got, it's, a uh, it's a pretty yeah. quiet. It's a pretty quiet neighborhood. Mm. Zero. Chesterfield Road crosswalk improvements. Nothing. I'm a little lost as to what that would look like, but it's just a little out of my top ten. Two. Good two. Wait, if if you if you recall, part of that was because. It, it made it easier for the kids to walk to school, I think. I know there's a cross, there's a crossing guard there. And I, I mean. Oh, yeah. I'll take so my hand you, down. Did you say there were two votes on that one? There were two, but now there's one. One. <laughs> okay. 14 is the Pierce Street street lighting project. This could also be combined with the other project. It doesn't necessarily have to be separate. Mm -hmm. It felt like Pierce and Blake and all those could be one, actually. 
Yeah. Yeah, all the downtown. Five. Yeah, if we're Five combining them, then I'm voting. Yes. Okay. Um, the next one is the bike lane project on Lyman Street. Anybody? So that takes you down to Watson Park from Lyman Street. Doesn't make my top 10. Mm -hmm. There's one. One. Okay. Uh, we got the townwide bike racks at the town facilities downtown. Are there no bike racks at any of these facilities right now? I think the library has them. I thought so. We, we have one at Memorial Field. I'm sorry, we have one at Casey Field. We do not have one at Memorial. That's and the only location that does not have a bike rack, that has a bike rack here. And the, and the library. Correct. Yeah, that's not highlighted for a new location. The library doesn't have a dot. That's such low hanging fruit. Do you think if you could get 500,000 and you say Northboro only wants bike racks, we'll give them the 25,000? With that. So generally, what you do when you apply for complete streets funding is you can submit multiple projects. Yeah. So you can submit five projects that make up the 500,000, or you could submit one project that makes up the 500,000. Hmm. You can submit, you know, two projects one year and another project the next year. Um, there is a period of time, gosh. Do you remember, Scott? I, I think it might be five years. Five years, correct. Yeah. So once you get funding, then you once you spend five hundred thousand, you have to wait five years before you can apply again. Hmm. That was there were four hands up. I don't know if people took them down because they decided against it or or they were just that was four. I'm sorry. Can we take that count again? Just put your people forward, put your hands up again. So including Dario, that's four. Okay. Okay. Uh, Maple Street intersection improvement. I feel like this one was a safety thing. Yeah. I think combined with number four. They're both pretty, they've been a, a problem for the kids going back and forth to school. Yep. And the mm -hmm. trucks going down Maple Street. Any votes on this one? Six. I think my hand's up, right? Oh, Seven. Dario, it is Dario. Seven. I don't see Dario for some reason. I think because your video is off, I don't see you. Okay, so we have seven on that one. Mm-hmm. Pierce Street sidewalk oh, replacement. Sorry, I, I, I'm mistaken. That was not, that was a six. Six. Okay, so uh, we've got um, Pierce Street sidewalk replacement. Anybody? Three. I don't Three. know what number I stopped <laughs> in. It was four. Yeah. Four? It was four. Uh, we got Lincoln Street sidewalk replacement. 
kind of went with Pleasant Street. How many? Two. Two. Three. Three. Oh, three? Mm -hmm. All right, there's a reason I can't see the green. Project eight, Pleasant Street sidewalk replacement. Anybody? Two. Church Street sidewalk and rapid flashing beacon to facilitate crossing. Anybody? Four. Four. Second. Make it five. Five. Six. Six. Woo. Sounds like we're bidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Howard Street sidewalk replacement. Yep. How many? Three. Three. Davis Street, new sidewalk, new crosswalk. I guess that's your answer. Anybody? Zero? Two. Two. Almost done, guys. <laughs> Maple Street, um, sidewalk. Yep. This one, I, I don't want to put in all my two cents, but this one's really important. It goes from Peasley to the high school. And when my kids were in high school, they're all new drivers coming from all over town. They drive down Maple Street where there are tons of kids in those neighborhoods also walking to the high school. So I, I think Scott could probably speak to this. This was one that's been important for a long time. I don't know. Do you agree, Scott? It's always been on, it's been on the radar. I do, and it also provides trail connectivity. There's a trail crossing on Maple Street after you pass um, Harris and um, uh, Rogers. So it, it, it serves multiple purposes. It's going to be challenging, though, but definitely needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really narrow, and it's pretty dangerous. Okay. Yeah, that's eight. Okay, how many people? Eight. Eight. All right. Project three, Allen Street, new sidewalk. Anybody? Yeah, that one I think is, well, was my thing. That's gonna complete that connectivity of that loop back to the center of town, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. when, we, when we repaved Allen Street five years ago, we oh, paved yeah. it with the intention of having a sidewalk installed on that side. That was our, that was our, our goal during the construction. Mm -hmm. Seven, eight. It's okay. We got eight on that one too. Yeah. Yes. All righty. Number two is Gale Street sidewalk, crosswalk. Definitely. All right. I think I'm out of votes now, though. Hope I don't want the other first two. We're all out. Uh... I think we're all out of votes. <laughs> Seven. I kept mine to 10, man. I was trying. I, mean, I think I tried too. So what Me do we too. have on that? We have one vote. Seven. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then 
last but not least, Bartlett Street Bike Lane. That's a good one too. I think I'm out of votes. Oops. <laughs> I would just vote anyway. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I might be out of votes too. I'm out of votes. The, the, the important thing is we see what the, the feelings are about each one and how many people will help us decide on what's right. Okay, so seven. 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 All right, so let me go through. So far, uh, we've got project one. So you should really just go with whatever one has more, you know, six, seven, or eight. and. Yeah, so we got one, two, three, four. Keep going. We'll win them down. Let's see how many we got. Six, seven, or eight. How many of you got six, seven, or eight? He's counting. Five, six. Seven. I changed my mind on one of them. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get, get the report. Nine, nine that have six, seven, or eight votes. All right. That's, I mean, that, that's, that's fine. The, the, the 10 select number was an arbitrary number. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, I think it's a, a good process. So that, that Which of the right. projects, which of the projects that got six, seven, or eight? Uh, number 23, the Aqueduct Bridge Project. Yeah. Uh, also, the Aqueduct Trail, multi-use trail. What are the numbers? Uh, so that's 20, 23 and 24. Yeah, what else? 17, which is South Street Sharrows. Yeah. Uh, are you sure? It you got seven. Covered. Then number 11. Bartlett and Maple Street intersection improvements. Mm -hmm. uh, Church Street, uh, number seven, Church Street sidewalk replacement. Uh, number three, Allen Street sidewalk. Number four, Maple Street sidewalk. Number two, Gale Street sidewalk, and number one, Bartlett Street bike lanes. All right. So that was super helpful. So I'm gonna type all that up. And uh, well, actually, how are we gonna do this? Do you want me to write the letter or? Um, maybe the letter should, maybe. Do you want to write the letter? Yeah, let me let me come up with some text that I'll send to you and Ashley. Then you guys can modify it a little bit. The, the only other thing I just want to bring up, and I'm not sure if anybody else had anything. One thing we talked about a lot, which I didn't see appear on the project list, was this having a good complete set of sidewalks from Main Street down Hudson to the aqueduct. Mm -hmm. There's partial sidewalks there. There's places with no sidewalks. And I'd like to, 
because that's a, a key, I think, piece of connectivity that's going to come out of the downtown if we revitalize the downtown. I'd like to be able to also, if people agree, to include in the letter that was not included in the list, but that we, we think is important, is having good connectivity of sidewalks down Hudson Street from Maine to the aqueduct. I agree. Yes. Yeah, yes. but I walked it. I thought the sidewalk went the whole way. Remember, no, Julian, you and I it's, walked it. It's really skinny at one part, and um, isn't there across a break the in it? Yeah, it's across the street. There's a break the... in it someplace, and it goes back and forth across the street. Mm -hmm. Okay, at the beginning near the industrial. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there, okay, so I'll include that. Is there anything else that people saw? that was not included in the plan in the 24 projects that they had in mind is something that would be important beyond that one? I, I had a quick question um, where Route 20 crosses Bartlett. There's no real way to cross Bartlett at Route 20 if you're heading towards downtown. There's no sidewalk in front of that intersection That's on the west side of Bartlett where it hits 20. That, that intersection is under Mass DOT control. So you'll notice all of our projects are absent one specific thing, Mass DOT roadways, which includes Main Street, West Main Street, and Southwest Cutoff. State roadways are not eligible for this. Oh, what, isn't South Street a state road? Mm -mm. No, that's a local road, state numbered. Oh, interesting, okay. I'm gonna put down my hand. Yeah, you can see how much I don't want sharrows in front of my yard. <laughs> Wait, isn't that uh safe control? <laughs> Are you gonna cut my yard up? It's okay. It's not just about me. <laughs> All right, so I'll come up with some text uh, that uh that Ashley and Lori can comment or change around for these projects. So let me just review it. So we said project numbers one, two, three, four, seven, eleven, seventeen, twenty-three, and twenty-four. Yeah, I can send you. Uh, I can send you an email with the list and how many votes on each. Yeah, why don't you do that? And I'll come up with. Uh, the sort of the, the body of some sort of a letter. And then you guys, Ashley and Gloria, you can comment on it. And then Laura, you can take that and submit that on behalf of the committee. When did when do you want to get the letter done by? Um, no huge rush. You All know, right. and next week is fine. All right, I'll, I'll work have, on it. Well, you know, we have that uh, public outreach session on October 3rd, so. Yeah. All right, send me the email. And once I see the email, that'll spur me on to do something a day or two after that. I'll get you the text. <laughs> that sounds good. Awesome. Well, this is really helpful. Uh, I really appreciate all your feedback on uh, the, the survey as well as on uh, these projects. So appreciate it. Well, thanks for you and Scott for putting it all together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. All right, now that we still everybody's attention before we all fall asleep here, and I appreciate everybody staying on this meeting longer tonight. We have the minutes from August 18th that were distributed to us. Are there any 
changes or corrections to the August 18th minutes we need to consider? I did not see any. Nope. Hearing none, can I have a motion to approve the minutes from August 18th? I motion to approve. Is there a second for that? Second, Fran. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Julianne? I have to abstain. You have to abstain? I wasn't there. there. Oh, all right. uh, Amy? Aye. Millie? Aye. Ashley? Aye. Tracy? Aye. Fran? Aye. Rick? Aye. John? Aye. Dario? Aye. All right, minutes are approved. Anything else we need to talk about tonight? Okay, next meeting will be October 20th and at that point, um, we'll expect to get an update from Weston Sampson and uh, any other business that we come up with between now and then. Quick question. Does anybody want to stand at the table with them on Saturday or are they just going to stand alone? I plan to walk by and at least introduce myself. Okay. So I'm also did helping out at Trinity Church with stuff that day, but I want to go by. And so we've got, we've got two shifts, right? We've got uh, Sherry, the sort of lead person is going to be there in the morning and then Michael. The project manager is going to be there in the afternoon. Is that how it's going to work, uh, Lori? Yes, that's my understanding. So if you want to meet both Michael's boss, Sherry, you need to be there in the morning, I think 10 to 1. And then if you want to meet the project manager, Michael, he'll be there from 1 to 4, I think. It closes at 3. Okay, 1, one to 3. Maybe it's, I it's know. 10 to 3 total. 10 to 3. So I think Sherry will be there at 10 and Michael will be there probably at one or something like that. Sounds good. All right. I can't remember. Do we need to take a formal vote to adjourn or can we just adjourn by consensus? You're supposed to take a vote. We're crying out loud. All right. May I have a motion to adjourn? <laughs> I have a motion to adjourn. Second. Or second. Second. Okay. Uh, Julianne. Aye. Amy. Aye. Millie. Hi. <laughs> sounded very <laughs> Ashley. Aye. Tracy. Aye. Fran. Aye. Rick. Aye. John. John. He left by default. Uh, Dario. Aye. All right. We are adjourned. Thank you all very much for staying with us all night tonight. Appreciate <laughs> it. See you on the.